Pickaxe. Los Angeles, California, 2020. Our adventure began with cast and crew members of Through the Realms of Myria, a brand new fantasy movie from the brilliant minds of Plain Entertainment, being accidentally teleported to the bizarre medieval world of Fendrea by a mysterious spell that was uttered during the filming of the climactic final scene. Now, in search of their way back home, join our intrepid party as they discover magic and monsters they thought only dwelled in fairy tales. Our traveling band of clueless crusaders consists of Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo-at-heart musician struggling to find his way in LA, and sound guy on set, played by Ryan McManus. Blueberry Sky, the animal-loving actress trying to save the world through art, and now elf after her prosthetic ears and teal-blue hair were affixed to her person upon arriving in their new fantasy world, played by Anna Brisbane. Xander Gucci Supreme, the camera guy to the stars and obsessed alien researcher with an affinity for high fashion, played by Nigel Deacon. And Jet the Boulder Chambers, the big burly heartthrob whose love resides with his mom and puppy, Princess Pebbles, played by Vince Perino. Matthias, owner of Matthias's University of Modern Magic, informed the party about the Nathrix and how its eye can help fix fellow cast member Kingsley's magic. Matthias told the party that the Nathrix, a floating undead hunk of flesh with tentacle eyes, is incredibly dangerous. It will be hard to hunt down as it resides within Vendrea, deep in the Underdark. Discovering a few leads regarding how the drow have been entering and exiting the Underdark, the crew interrogated local Faramore drunk Fred Ben Scottbob, who was attacked by some drow near the Tolaby Lighthouse. Breaking into the lighthouse proved easy after finding an open window, until three drow came down from the lighthouse tower when they heard the ruckus. A quick scuffle, and a few magic items later, the party descended the staircase to the basement of the lighthouse to find a broken-down wall leading to a tunnel system of caves that led deep into Fendrea's earth, finding what they can only assume to be the entrance to the Underdark. Xander sent Nomura into the cave about a hundred feet before seeing a dimly lit main tunnel with drag marks. Weighing their options, the cast and crew decided to take their time and come back the following morning before venturing into the Underdark. After some late-night falafel from Insomnia Falafel, they headed back to Matthias's University of Modern Magic and spoke with Matthias about their findings. After a restful night's sleep, the cast and crew awoke level 5 and devised their plan of delving into the tunnels below. With Nomura scouting ahead, they decided to only follow the drag marks even though there were many side tunnels connected to the main system. Descending deeper and deeper into the ground, the group came upon an enormous locked door. Opening the door, they entered into a massive, wide-open space of the Underdark. Following wheelbarrow tracks to a nearby city, the party discovered three monstrous creatures with beetle-like carapaces, long vulture necks and heads, and arms that ended in hooked claws. The city of Galamir was being besieged by three hook horrors. Xander and Blueberry did their best to lead them away from the main gates. Blueberry conjured a large fae pixie and, with Nomura's help, were able to distract two of these hook horrors before Nomura was poofed out of existence by the third. Initiative was rolled, and after a satisfying anime-style opening fight sequence, the creatures were no more. A man and a woman came out of the nearby watchtower and allowed the casting crew inside the gates of Galamir. The man took them inside to meet Delzak Ezthir. Ezthir gave the party his insight on where the Nathrix might be residing in the Underdark. Ezthir also informed the party that they should not be in Aklok, a neighboring city, by the end of the week. The casting crew were instructed to head down the main river through the Underdark, the Moonless Channels, and were provided a boat. Their first stop, Aklok, run by the people known as Darrow. Upon arriving at Aklok, they discovered that the Darrow were followers of Nathrix. Not wanting to come out and say they were hunting the thing, Xander convinced them that they were cartographers mapping the Underdark and wanted to simply learn more about the Nathrix. Hopping back in the boat, they continued down the Moonless Channels to follow their latest leads from the Darrow. 
they were to sail to a large waterfall that led to a forest filled with mushrooms, and find the triangular cave. Heading down the moonless channels proved challenging, encountering sticky vines, falling stalactites, rapids that flung most of the party out of their boat, and an acidic vent in the water. With Blueberry turning into a giant octopus, they were easily able to compose themselves and navigate the waters. That is, until a beautiful creature beckoned them all from the water, taking the shape of what they each found most appealing. Xander jumped out of the boat with vigor as the boat and the rest of the crew crested over the large waterfall ahead. Xander floated down safely, finally putting to use his featherfall berry. Reconvening at the bottom of the falls, Blueberry checked behind the waterfall to find an entrance into an oasis. Flowers, grass, bushes, plants, and most notably, a large willow tree. Blueberry found a journal from a long-forgotten man who used to live in the oasis, gifting their material items and willow, a magical staff that turned into the enormous willow before her, to whoever finds it next. Exiting the oasis, opposite the moonless channels, lay the mushroom forest. One simple trek later led them straight to the triangular cave entrance of the Nathrix lair. Entering the wide cave, the party came upon a small wooden stage with poles attached to it. Sebastian went up to investigate as he saw broken glass all over the ground. A loud whooshing sound alerted them all to the Nathrix inside his cavern lair. Combat ensued, the roof caving in throughout this circular battlefield. The Nathrix's various eyes flashed different colors as they targeted everyone in a random fashion. One vicious flash of red took Jet down in a singular eye ray. Blueberry donned her signature hyena form after stabilizing Jet. Xander hexed the Nathrix early and began severing off the more dangerous eyes of the Nathrix from afar. Blueberry was targeted by the main eye of the Nathrix that began to fill with black, eerie smoke. She was transported back to the studio in LA, the same one they had been filming through the realms of Myria in. She arrived with a shock as the people around her screamed. Blueberry's father, directing at the time she was transported back, was able to embrace her with a tight hug. Blueberry explained in rushed terms what happened to them before she was sent back to Fendrea and into the Nathrix lair, as a hyena, once again. Sebastian cursed the Nathrix before being sent back to the studio as well, directly in front of a blank-faced Big G. Sebastian ran to give him a hug but was ripped away before entering Big G's arms, as he fell to his knees coming back into the lair of the Nathrix. Overcome with rage, Sebastian's curse stopped the Nathrix dead in its tracks as he took out his crossbow. Throwing caution to the wind, Sebastian began blindly stepping towards the Nathrix, firing a bolt with each step. Face to face with the Nathrix, Sebastian shot a final bolt through the center of the Nathrix's large eye as the creature fell. Sebastian and Blueberry conversed about what had happened to them, whether it was real, seeing the same things, and being in the same place. With the Nathrix slaughtered, the cavern provided a hoard of treasure for the crew after harvesting six of the Nathrix's eyes to bring back to Matthias at the university. Thus began the journey back up the moonless channels to finally see sunlight once again. A small glow of magical essence in a side tunnel caught Jet's attention as they passed. A familiar flower sat in the middle of this glowing green alcove. Pulling up the flower revealed a staircase downwards that led to an entire building, Fable's Fixations. Opening the shop door, Fable was surprised to see the cast and crew. Fable told the party all about how the shop is on a separate plane and that specific flowers around Fendrea all led to her shop when pulled. Fable provided a much safer exit from the Underdark in the form of the neighboring city of Eagle Hill, but not before the party could do some magical item shopping. Fable's exit emerged in a cemetery just outside of Eagle Hill. The party headed west back towards Faramore, where the university resided. A hike back to Faramore, the cast and crew entered the university once more. Talking with Matthias, they gave him the harvested eyes before figuring out the correct one they would need for Kingsley's serum. Matthias warned them all of the dangers of giving Kingsley the serum. He told them all to get some rest and meet him in his office early the following morning. The cast and crew had a heartfelt conversation with Kingsley before resting for the night and emerging level 6. 
Quietly sneaking to Matthias's office the next morning, he ushered the party in and guided them down a hidden staircase leading to the basement of the university. A small book-lined room with a surgical table in the center awaited. Kingsley was restrained to the table while Jet held his hand. The rest of the party did their best to assist Kingsley in preparing him for his injection. Jet stabbed the serum into Kingsley and after a moment, small blue droplets of some liquid formed all over his body and started expelling out of him. Slug-like globs of magic with razor-sharp teeth shot out from Kingsley's orifices and began slithering their way towards him. An anti-magic barrier was held by Matthias all around Kingsley. The party all took turns destroying these leeches before they could reach their target. The leeches seemed quite easy to handle, but with the unpredictable magic expelling from Kingsley, Jet magically traded places with Kingsley and ended up locked to the table himself, leaving Kingsley vulnerable on the ground. These leeches finally got a few bites out of Kingsley and knocked him unconscious. Good vibes were sent to Kingsley, and the rest of these leeches were killed with relative ease after Jet strongmaned his way off the table. When the blue essence finally retracted back into Kingsley, the party discovered he was able to flavor water on his own, showing his magic abilities did indeed return, and the serum was a success. They were able to relax, as Matthias poured everyone drinks. Kingsley had his sense of magic back, but it'll take some time to bring him up to speed to what he was once able to achieve. They all talked about moral compasses and how one knows they are doing the right thing, before Matthias brought up another possible issue. The wedding in Valorith. Matthias is worried that the magistrate has something up their sleeves to benefit their cause in some way. He provided them with the tickets to the wedding to see if they were able to do some reconnaissance and ensure the ceremony goes as planned. With the magistrate influencing the Prince of Elvarath, Matthias was worried it might stir up trouble for the people of Valorith. The party agreed, took their tickets, and made their way back from whence they came, leaving Kingsley to study at the university. The cast and crew stopped for fancy clothes for the wedding and some insomnia falafel before leaving for Valorith. Along the way, they traveled through the town of Duford, finding an old halfling man whose owl, Mort, had gotten out of his cage. Sebastian calmed the owl and helped get Mort back safe and sound. The party found out that Mort was there for protection to help prevent the man's daughter from being stolen at the night, as that has been a problem lately throughout Duford. The next morning, the bridge to Valorith finally became visible. Familiar territory brought a sense of peace to the crew. They traversed the bridge, gave their tickets to the guard, and saw a weapon check-in table. Familiar places bring familiar faces, and Scud happened to be there taking weapons from guests. An argument from the front gathered the attention of the cast and crew, and brought in cast party's second guest adventurer, Gabe Hicks, as Adawulf Kuth, royal guard of the princess. Adawulf was in the middle of an altercation with Scud, who is not allowing him back into the city. Sebastian provided Jet a magical royal sigil on his armor as he and Xander pushed to the front of the line to help Adawulf and, hopefully, sneak in with him. Some name-calling, angry words, and threats to Scud and his captain later, the captain allowed the casting crew into the city with their weapons under the watchful eye of Adawulf. Introductions between the party and their new friend brought up various hints of their past, from LA to Spanish, and resulted in how they collectively believe the wedding is dangerous because of the magistrate, and something fishy might be going on. Xander took a picture of Adawulf during this and found a curved, bejeweled dagger in a tree behind him, with the word Blightmore next to it, the first time he's seen anything besides Nomura through the camera. The group decided to work together and travel to the wedding venue to see if anything was out of the ordinary. Adawulf offered to pay the casting crew to ensure the princess's safety during the wedding as a precautionary measure. Scoping out the venue, the party came across some unsettling finds. Perhaps most importantly, Adawulf discovered the Valorith noble's wedding presents were poisoned with a slowness poison. Hermina, the same woman who Zephyr broke out of the magistrate prison for using high magic, was found to be the one planning the wedding. Adawulf spoke with Hermina to learn that she had help in setting up the gifts, who would be where on stage during the ceremony, 
and that the wedding will be unforgettable. Leaving the venue and reconvening at the lingering flame, Adderwolf pondered whether Hermina was involved, who she may be targeting if it's revenge against the royals, or if she's targeting the queen herself, or is it only the magistrate? The answers were unknown. Finally deciding to return to the venue later that night, the party arrived to find security had doubled around the venue. Sebastian was able to turn Adderwolf and Blueberry invisible so they could scour the venue and sneakily remove the poison vials that were inside the gifts of the Valorth nobles. During this time, an invisible flying Nomura noticed two ballistas on top of the buildings nearest to the venue. Xander used Spider Climb and was able to dismantle the ballistas' wheels to ensure they will not be able to move when they are needed during the ceremony. When they had believed they thwarted the Magistrate's plan, Sebastian and Jet made a ruckus to distract as many of the guards as possible to allow Xander, Adderwolf, and Blueberry a safe exit. Rejoining back at the Lingering Flame for some rest before the big day, Jet gave Adderwolf his Sending Stone so they could keep in touch throughout the ceremony. Adderwolf wished them all a peaceful rest before heading back to the castle to see to his duties of protecting the princess. Rising early in the morning, the cast and crew headed to the venue to find their seats for the ceremony, while Adderwolf spoke with the princess as she prepared for her wedding. Adderwolf warned her something may go wrong, but he will be right by her side to see her through it, and all that matters is that she is happy on her special day. The wedding began, and slowly the guests of honor made their way onto the stage. First, the King of Elvarath and his personal royal guard called the Gloom Knight, then the Queen of Valorith with her guard, Teriana, followed by Prince Thuridan of Elvarath and his guard, the Keeper, and then a woman that the party immediately recognized, Desideria, the magistrate mage who rained ice upon the party during their prison break. Finally, arriving on the stage, Princess Velaspian and Adderwolf. Hermina made an electric entrance and the ceremony was underway. Hermina began by having the queen and king join her at the front of the stage. Desideria was then given a platinum cord to wrap their hands in. The cord magically disappeared as the fates of the two families were now entwined. Adderwolf, with his incredible perception skills, noticed that Desideria was concentrating on a spell and that she had touched a hidden lever beneath her chair. He also noticed Hermina had a staff hidden underneath her robes and that many magistrate guards were spread throughout the rooftops, two of which had staffs of their own and were intently surveying the audience. The wedding continued, Hermina brought Thuridan and Velaspian forward as they gave their gifts to one another before kissing above the sky gem. After returning to their thrones, Hermina hosted a toast of everyone's rosebud vials found in their wedding gift bags and then started her thank yous. When she thanked the queen for the blessing of knowing her, she turned dark, screaming at the queen for betraying her and then bringing the magistrate to the city after she had been imprisoned by them. Hermina grabbed her staff and used it to completely shatter the sky gem, opening a large portal to a land of gray wastes and black mist. Skeletal horrors came flooding out and began attacking the wedding goers. Hooved skeletons, small skeletal dragons, a bone golem, and a gargantuan skeletal snake were thrust into the wedding venue, wreaking havoc amongst the populace. Desideria tried to pull the lever under her seat, but Nomura was sent to hold it tight. In a panic, she screamed, We must keep the princess safe! Combat ensued as the skeletal dragon spewed black mist over the venue, while the hooved horrors attacked the wedding goers directly. The swarms of horrors were quickly taken care of with the magistrate's help as they fired crossbows from all around at the bone monsters. The skeletal snake was able to restrain Hermina, but was not able to stop her from using a disintegrate spell, immediately turning the Queen of Valorith, and consequently the King of Elvarath, to piles of ash. Their fates entwined with the Tether Essence spell. The battle was long, but Desideria finally able to pull the lever, thrusting the thrones of the prince and princess backwards, throwing them down a chute that opened from beneath the carpet below them. Blueberry and her face spirit were able to knock Hermina unconscious in the snake's grasp, but Teriana, the queen's guard, wasn't settling for just that, and beheaded her just seconds later. 
Adderwolf was unfortunately caught inside the snake's ribs as he was swallowed whole, keeping him inside Xander's dreadful hunger of Hadar. Adderwolf fell unconscious inside the large snake's mouth. With two failed death saves, Umbral, Adderwolf's dragon companion, was able to get him into the mouth of the snake. But it wasn't far enough. The snake reeled back and bit down, almost ensuring the destruction of Adderwolf, protector of the princess. Miraculously, Jet's shield of faith that was bestowed onto Adderwolf spared his death, as Umbral pulled him away from the monstrous teeth of the skeletal snake. Adderwolf was stabilized before the giant snake fell to Blueberry and her fey spirit. Xander took out his camera and took a beautifully eerie photo of the destruction as Adderwolf and Umbral emerged from inside the lifeless skull of the gargantuan skeletal snake. In the aftermath of the Valorith wedding, the cast and crew, alongside Adderwolf, jumped down the chute to make sure the princess was in safe hands. Following the old royal underground tunnels, they were met with obstacles set up by Desideria. Adderwolf was easily able to guide them through the royal escape tunnels and led them to an old safe room in the basement of the castle for the royal family. Statues of the late King Bellamore and Queen Valessa stood in the escape room along with a very alive Thuridan, Desideria, and Velaspian, whose hair was cut short by Desideria. Adderwolf, confronting Desideria, was quickly able to get the new Queen Velaspian's approval in these tenuous circumstances. Using Jet's zone of truth and asking some difficult questions, more of the truth came out regarding the situation. They learned that the Magistrate and Alvarath army were nearly at the gates of Valorith. Desideria knew that Velaspian was going to follow Adderwolf's word and told her, Ignorance was how your father was killed. This triggered a flashback from Adderwolf to the very first day he met the late King Belmore, riding with him through the city on the day he passed and learning that ruling isn't important, protecting and keeping the peace is. That day, King Belmore pronounced Adderwolf protector of the princess and told him, even in death, to always reach for his hand. Back to reality, Adderwolf walked over to the statue of King Belmore, grabbed its hand, and opened the hidden escape tunnel leading out of the city, but not before Desideria could lift her staff and order the party's death. A fight broke out, and Velaspian was moved into the safety of this newly opened tunnel. A struggle from Blueberry for Desideria's magic staff ended with the Gloom Knight dead. The Magistrate army began flooding the basement as Blueberry ripped the staff away from Desideria as they narrowly escaped into the tunnel. With an unexpected guest, an unconscious Prince Thuridan. Desideria told the Keeper to get the dog and pick up the scent, as the party made their way down the tunnel and the heavy door was locked and bolted behind them. Continuing down the pathway to a small bunker-like room, Velaspian exclaimed that she remembered living locked away in this room. The cast and crew discovered that she was brought here to be treated as a young girl. A gnomish man named Pojin, who had been studying the Evergem up north, had been brought to Valorith and operated on the young princess. Magic had saved her life, but questions still remained. Before departing, Jet was knighted by the now Queen Velaspian with the assistance of Adderwolf as a protector of Valorith. Exiting the bunker and continuing to follow the tunnels led the group to a small opening outside onto the enormous bridge heading to the mainland. The group found evidence that the Ashen Phoenix had been using this area to smuggle goods and people up to Valorith. Making their way safely up onto the bridge, the voice of Queen Velaspian echoed over the city, calling Adderwolf, protector of the princess and enemy of all, and that magic of any kind will no longer be tolerated in Valorith or any cities, else it be an act of war. She proclaimed that everyone should get ready for a new Fendrea. It was Desideria, disguising her voice to sound like that of Queen Velaspian, in order to fool the citizens of Valorith and push the Magistrate's agenda even further. Adderwolf set his sight on the Evergem to find Pojin and gain insight into what happened to Velaspian when she was a young girl. He has a target on his head and needs to get as far away from the city as he can, alongside the love of his life, Queen Velaspian, and a still unconscious Prince Thuridan, who Adderwolf ensured would be paying for his crimes against the city. 
And so, the cast and crew said their goodbyes to their newly found friend, igniting the first spark of the impending revolution. Adderwolf declared the dap that Xander had showed him, the sign of friendship, as the signifier of friends within the rebellion. The party decided that the best course of action was to head down towards Pastau to warn May and the Ashen Phoenix of what had occurred up in Balorith. Join us as the cast and crew delve into their newest arc, as they assist Kingsley in learning magic in a now magicless Vendrea, slowly uncover the mysterious meaning behind Nemora and Blightmore, and understand the magistrate's distaste for high magic, how they came to power, and how the cast and crew can come to dismantle it. Viva la Revolution! <laughs>